Okay. We're really doing this. You ready? <laughs> We're really doing this. I'll believe it when I hear it on the Okay. On the when you hear it go live on a podcast. <laughs> hey, Shay. Hey, Erica. We are back. <laughs> Listen, we could do a whole blooper reel. A whole blooper reel just on the first five minutes of you and I trying to get our episode going today. <laughs> I know. Here we are, though, with season four. Season four? What happened to the rest of season three? <laughs> I don't know. Season three has a little asterisk beside it when you see it <laughs> written down, right? Kind of like season one does. Season two was solid. Season two was 40 solid episodes. Very proud of season two. Season three, we tried so hard to make it strong, but we had technical difficulties. So we're just moving on over to season four now, right? Yeah, we're starting over. It's a new year. Spring yes. is here. New new <laughs> season. We just needed to like refresh it all, right? We is a bestie breakdown refresh. We have not not been um, on your podcast platform because we didn't want to be. Uh, life just happened. Technological difficulties happened. Lots of kids just happened. And so here we are. Uh, episode one, season four. I'm excited. Yes. And our plan is this season to kind of tweak the format a little bit. We always say that we want this podcast to work for us. Like we're moms first, we're wives, we have jobs. So we try to slide this in um, wherever we can. And so the really important part for this season will be please follow us on your favorite platform, whether it's Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, follow along because we're not exactly sure that we'll roll out an episode on the same day or days each week. Our plan yeah. is to to make shorter episodes. And so hopefully they're more frequent, but they just might not be always on the same day. Yes. As much as we do enjoy breaking down the topic and we might throw a topic in there here and there that we break down completely for an hour, we are besties and we like to just get on the phone and chat while we empty the dishwasher and you know, pick up our house or drive to and from appointments. We just love to chat in short increments. And that's what the podcast is going to be like. So we're going to chat. So maybe you'll hear us chat on a Monday. And then maybe we'll chat again on Wednesday, or maybe we'll chat on Friday. So make sure you have favorited us and you're following along. And our chats are going to be in more real time now. So instead of recording them way far in advance, we're going to record them and get them out there to you ASAP so that we can cover more you know, pop culture, things that are in the news, sports, just real life things happening over the weekend. We're telling you about them in the moment like we do as best friends. We talk in the moment. So that's our new plan for season four. Yes. And we're feeling Here good we go. about it. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. So I guess we're back. And Erica and I, we talk all the time that we have started saving a few topics here and there. Like I was at the grocery store. I would have normally you know, picked up the phone on the way home from the store and chatted with you about things. But we're going to hold some some questions and topics for the podcast to keep it super fresh and in the moment. Uh, so I hear, Erica, that you have some newsworthy, pop culture-y things for us to talk about. We need a better name for this segment. Yeah, maybe we segment. can ask for help because we're not yeah. coming up with something on our own that's really catchy. No. But, okay, so in the... Fall. Let's talk about Tom Brady 
and Giselle and their divorce. Do you remember oh, this? I mean, yes. Wait, this, stick with me and I'm coming. Okay, I'm okay, becoming okay. current. I realize okay. this is old. Okay, but <laughs> yes. I don't know about you or how you were feeling, but I was very much like, he came out of retirement and ruined his marriage, right? Like they'd agreed. I don't know, from the outside looking in, just on from what like the news clips or articles or whatever we were seeing, that's kind of the vibe I got, right? Like I was team Giselle all the way. Like this is all Tom's fault. You know, he needs he needs time with his family. Yeah, and I think they were both being quiet about their marriage other than we've separated and they're both being very quiet. So the only thing we're seeing is he retires, he goes back in. That's the only movement we're seeing from that camp. So it looked very fishy. Yes, okay, did you see the Vanity Fair article that Giselle, it, it comes out in the April 2023 issue. So like no. next month's issue. Did she spill the okay. beans on what happened? No, but it, I mean, not exactly. But in the article, she, there's like a synopsis, I guess, kind of of their relationship and how they were. She was only 26 when they met. So they've been together for a very long time. Um, Remember, I kind of forgot this nugget, but remember they had just started dating when Bridget and Tom, yeah. like when they announced like, hey, we're actually pregnant and he's dating yes. this new girl. So the point of the article was like, they've been through so much. And in it, she says, um, let me find, I'm going to click back so I can like read part of it. But basically in it, she's like, I've been his fan for years and I'm going to continue to be his biggest fan. I want the best for him. Um, and I want him to like conquer all of his dreams. And she even says in there, like a marriage. Uh, I don't have it. I need to pull it up. But it basically is like, it, it was not about him coming out of retirement. She said it was broken for years. Like you build it for years and it took it years for it to fall apart. But why did it fall apart? Well, I don't know. She didn't say that part, but it made me well, be that's like, that's the only oh. part I care about. <laughs> No, no I don't care about that. I was I'm like, blaming football. Oh, she was still such a fan though, right? If I'm like a scorned wife or ex-wife who's mad about you going back, I'm not cheering for you. I'm not saying I oh. want him to conquer all of his dreams. I'm saying like, yeah, he shouldn't have gone back because now he's retired for real and look what it left him, right? I'm not. The Enneagram 8 and me is skeptical of that. The Enneagram like, 9 felt like, oh, that was such a nice way to tie up their relationship. I needed like it. PR spin to me. <laughs> well, it worked. And Giselle looked smoking hot in every picture that was posted. When does she, one, when does she not look hot? And two, well, no, two, when does she not look hot? I think. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I think. No, until somebody tells me why they're no, but I'm no. Well, that's their personal. I don't business. have. We're never going to know why we they got divorced. Talk about it in Vanity Fair. No, Shay, it was so good. You need to read the article. It was extremely long, though. Extremely well, long, but I left it being like, okay, they they're both. I don't know. Still, still cheering for each other. It, it ended well you? for me. Why does Vanity Fair release the article before it's in the magazine? I don't know. Because at the top, it said April 2023. I have no idea. Like, or is now it, why would you, know, you need to buy the magazine? 
unless like my Southern Living that's sitting over here on my desk, it's the April edition because it always comes out like a month before. So unless it's well, that's on, probably what it was. But then why do you have to buy the magazine? I feel like we've got some marketing issues across the board <laughs> that need to be addressed because you didn't buy the whole magazine. You just read the article. Yeah, I didn't I like to do Tom anything. Brady. The article was there and ready for me. I like Tom Brady. I like Giselle. I don't have any idea what it'd be like to be the best in my industry. And I feel like they're both like the best at what they mm-hmm. do. And I imagine that would be very hard to be the best and then to be married to somebody else that was the best and then try to have a family. I think that would be super hard. Do you think that's what it was? They well, were yeah, fighting over who hard. was the best? I think if you, and who knows, right? We're just talking. But I think... They're not just kind of the best, especially him, but she, but she too. Well, They're her like too, the, for years, she yes. was like the highest paid supermodel until she yes. agreed to like take a back step for him, for his. Yes. yes. And so then you have everybody that works for you and your entourage and your camp telling you how you are, their world revolves around you, right? Every agent and manager and assistant and physical trainer and glam person, like they, their world revolves around you. So if you have two people and a lot of people's world revolve around just them as singular, I could see how you get in a marriage and it's like the world needs to revolve around both of you. I could see how that'd be very hard. You heard it here first. We've now decided why they got a divorce right there. Well, I like it better than football, but I also get if you're the best at the best, how it would be very hard to stop if like you don't have to stop. Like, you know, physically he could keep, he could play again. I think your theory is better because then it's not like this one, like he was choosing football over yeah. their family and relationship. It's like a, we both were doing it to each other kind of, which yeah. makes it feel better, which would explain why she's still cheering for him. Let's go yes. with your theory. I, yeah, I, I like my theory. Also marriage is super hard and having a bunch of kids is hard. And then I would think having a, you know, a child with, you have another mom in the picture would co- makes just other layers that are probably their blessings in that, but that's probably also super hard too. You're in the public eye. Yes. You travel for your job. She travels for her job. I'm more concerned that Vanity Fair is like, we're just going to give away the articles in our <laughs> magazine. So you I people don't, don't worry it's about online. buying it. You guys it. should all go read it and then let us know what you think. It was it was good we'll and I left poll. loving her. Yes, let's do a poll. Like team Tom, team Giselle, team amicably gotten in separated. We'll do yeah. it three choices. Okay. People can that's go. the team I'm, I'm going to go with I don't, I'm going to go with Am. I can't say that word. They've Me chosen neither. nicely to separate. They agree. <laughs> yes. What else you got in the news? <laughs> okay. Well, by the time this goes live, I don't know if this will still be as popular, but did you guys watch the world baseball classic? Oh gosh, Erica, I feel like you don't even know who you're talking to. No, nobody baseball. watches that, but your house. Okay, we're going to do another poll. They don't even talk about it on the Musers. I we're going to do another sports poll. radio and they talk. They don't even mention it. That's shocking because Team USA was in the championship. I watch, I listen to four hours of it every morning and they don't talk about it. Maybe like in a, like a five minute little news thing, but they talk about the Mavs. They talk about the Rangers. But well, because they're like a Dallas. Start. Are they a Dallas show? Well, they're national. I mean, well, they're based in Dallas, but they talk about yeah. sports all over. Okay, I'll okay, give well, you like I was going to talk to you about how amazing it was. It was so good to watch. We were into it in our family, but give us a March Madness bracket and we're not interested. That World we're talking Baseball a lot Classic about that. Over March Madness in my house. Yes, I would say March Madness has been what's been dominating 
them. I'm just the one sports station that I listen to a lot of March because there's been so many upsets. The the biggest upset they say in sports history just happened. Well, I... I don't remember the week, but I was watching something that said it was one of the earliest years where like every back bracket was yeah. blown. And there, I don't even think there's a perfect one left, right? No, and isn't that so interesting? I always think it's yes. so fun when as a country or large groups of people that live, we can all participate in one thing. I mean, I don't have a bracket, but I just think it's fun that like people from all over, children, men, women, you know, different demographics altogether are participating in one like unified thing. I think that's so fun. The number I heard was like 20 million. I mean, yeah. it was insane. Yeah. I love that. And and there's not one perfect one left too, which I also think is just fun. Yeah. No, crazy. You know, your baseball, your, I mean, I love baseball, but your world baseball thing. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Was it. How many nights so was it? Good. But we don't watch baseball at our house unless it's our team. I know, but I know there were Red Sox players that were a part of it. You should have been watching to support those players. I have four Boston Red Sox apps on my phone. And I'm telling you, <laughs> I I don't know off the top of my head who plays for the Red Sox, though, that would have been on the team. So I can't even say like, well, Big Poppy was there. Like, I can't even say who was there. Yeah. That's all I got, Shay. You should have watched. It was so good. They made it to the championship, lost at the very end. What country? It was amazing. Japan. Well, there are a lot of good MLB players that come out of Japan. Yeah. That they were me. Other countries would have maybe surprised me, but it like came down to the end. Runners on. It was yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you guys? It was super interesting in my house. (laughs) No, you know what's interesting to me, speaking of Japan, is now that they communicate to each other with technology, with uh, the pitcher and the catcher do, but they have to translate it in different languages. And I always think that's so interesting because the catcher and the pitcher in the MLB, well, in a lot of ways, but especially in MLB, don't always speak the same language. It's very common to have a Japanese pitcher and an English-speaking or Spanish-speaking catcher. I think that's so fun how they don't even translate the languages that way when well, they're communicating. It reminded, yeah, it reminded me so much too of um, like our boys played like middle school matchup, which is like a local tournament where they put you together. And I'm like, that's kind of how it is. Like you're finally yeah. getting to be with like, hey, these are my people. Yeah. Which makes it even extra, a little extra cooler, I think. You know, you're not just on a team that's paying you millions of dollars. You're like there because you want to be, I don't know. Here's what I need you to get good. interested in. Pick an MLB team. It could be the Rangers. And, and like really follow them this year. And and we can talk trash to each other. I could get behind it if the season was a little shorter. But the fact that I have to watch like how many, 80, 100, uh, 87, 9. I mean, how many games am I watching or pay, keeping up with? Oh, it's like, I mean, I'm going to get this wrong. It's, I should know this stuff up in my head. It's like over 100 games. Oh, see, that's even worse. Yeah, it's a <laughs> lot of games. Well, think about it because you play... Usually they play six out of seven days a week. They have usually one day off in a whole week. I can't do it. But when it comes down to like the World Series, I'll start paying attention then. We can talk baseball that week. I mean, I'm only going to talk about if I'm watching it. So those Red Sox (laughs) better make it or else I'm going to be like, Erica, I'm not, I'm not, I don't care about the Braves and the, you know, whoever playing each other. And I wasn't going to say, I was in my head the first, uh, clubs that came to my head were the Yankees or the Rangers. I'm like, I'm not going to put them in the World Series, even in my illustration. <laughs> Neither. Not even in your joking world. <laughs> not even in my joking world. Um, yeah, I've got big things to talk about. Um, I was at the grocery store today. And uh, do you like peeps? It's almost Easter. Ooh, so it's like, no, 
Oh, the marshmallow flavored chicks. No, thank you. That's what I was going to talk about because they had flavored ones. Now, I started putting them in my cart because I was like, Erica and I need to try this. But then this is me at the grocery store. I have a bunch of peeps in my cart. But then I'm like, I'm going to have to like take them out of the package because she doesn't need to know what I was going to make you try different flavors. Oh, to see if you could yes. Guess. And then I was like, that sounds like a whole lot of work to get one peep out of a dozen to then... Anyway, okay, did you know Peeps come flavored now? So you're not interested in a regular one? Is it the marshmallow flavor that doesn't do it for you? I think it's a combination. I think it's the color. I think it's the shape of the marshmallow. (laughs) I think it's all of the above. So would you be more interested if the Peep had like a mint flavor? No. I mean, if I'm being honest, uh, just a marshmallow isn't my go-to snack. Like I'm not really interested in just a marshmallow either. Okay. So what if though we made it cotton candy flavored? I thought that one had some potential. I don't like cotton candy either. You don't like cotton candy? No, I don't like, um, I mean, not that I, I, cotton candy is fine. I like cotton candy just fine. I don't want to buy it. It's messy, sticky, doesn't fill you up. It's like a whole waste of just eating air. But I don't mind. I like cotton candy flavored things like bubble yum. I always felt like it was not eating air, but eating hair. So cotton candy, it always kind of, I don't know, it reminded me of like when you have a hair in your mouth. Okay, but that is your kid. Because when we were in the Dominican (laughs) Republic, uh, when we were in the Dominican Republic and Mm -hmm. at lunch, there was like, ice cream and the kids would all go get ice cream every day. One kid on the first day was like, Miss Shay, do not get that ice cream over there. And he pointed to like a colorful one that every other kid was getting. Who's like, because it tastes like feet. Do not get that ice cream. <laughs> and it was Bowen telling me not to get the cotton candy flavored ice cream. Meanwhile, Britt and Maidley and Ashby, they were couldn't get enough of it. And he was like, do not get that one. It tastes like feet. He's like my least picky kid. So if he's telling you not to get it, you should have steered clear. Um, yeah, I don't know. Cotton candy's never been my thing. I wouldn't grab a peep ever. Would you pick up a peep and like, oh, look, these look good. No, give me all the Cadbury cream eggs, but not a peep. But they had hot tamale flavored peeps, which really piqued my interest because I really, really, really love a hot tamale. Yeah, you should have bought those and tried it on air just so we could hear what you thought. Maybe I'll do that for the next episode because it sounds so disgusting Kind of like when you see at the store, have you seen lately where they have like, like macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream? No. Yes. Like there's Who's this whole... making that? I don't want to... I don't know. Not Bluebell. Blue Bunny. Somebody's making... And there's all sorts of like food ice cream now, like savory food. But there's a macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream. And that makes me want to like throw up on my desk. And it kind of the hot tamale peep does too, but I'm my interest is peaked enough that maybe I'm going to try it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Keep us posted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Uh, it's Van Leeuwen. Okay. You see Van it? Leeuwen? What other flavors do you see that they have? I see pizza. Ew. See, I... Uh, pizza is the only one I see that's kind of crazy. The others are like champagne, king cake, whiskey, red velvet. Oh, yeah. All of those. I'll the other behind. ones aren't as crazy. Oh, you're right. It's Kraft macaroni and cheese. Uh, isn't that so gross? Yeah, that sounds nasty. I don't want to eat macaroni and cheese room temperature, much less in some sort of vanilla ice cream concoction. I don't know. It's probably something we should try, though. 
don't make me don't make <laughs> if it's chunky erica like if it comes and it's like oh, a little <laughs> like a noodle <laughs> it is so 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 gross um okay what's not gross is you and i have decided to binge watch some of the same shows lately so a quick rundown on what we've watched on tv i feel like we start light go heavy not either both kind of heavy they are okay, okay so we agreed to binge watch the first three episodes of Daisy Jones and the Six, which was my third favorite book of like 2019. I don't know. I read 50 something books that year and I loved that book. Loved it. Taylor Jenkins Reid is an amazing author and I love, love, love that book. We binged watched. I watched the first three episodes. Did you watch the whole thing? No, I've only watched the first three episodes too. And tell me what you think. I loved it. Okay. I loved the book. I loved the show. I thought their fashion was so cute. I thought the music was so fun. I loved everything about it. Like, loved it. Couldn't wait to talk to you about it. I loved the book, loved the book, but it gave me Outer Banks vibes because it was so dark that I'm not going to continue. I watched the first three episodes. The acting is phenomenal. You can't push past it. I can't push past it. it. It's just so dark and heavy. And I don't know, maybe in the book, because it's in my mind, you know, I'm able to make it a little lighter, which is I like to say lighter, not heavier. It just uh-huh. was very, you know, you know, it's like that sepia kind of just dark. It, oh, I know exactly. It's almost like they just changed a setting on their video yes, camera. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're like on Instagram and they added a filter and this is what we're watching. I, I need you to finish it though, because I want you to tell me like at the end is at the end of the book. I'm, I just want to know, is this like a one and done season? Because it's a one and done book. I mean, at the very end, is it the end of, will you finish it and let me know? Yeah, I'll keep watching because I loved it. I thought they're close. Okay. Did you know that they started an Amazon because it's a prime show? They started like an Amazon shop that's oh. called Daisy Jones and the Six or it's inspired by Daisy Jones and the Six or something like that. So if you're no. into the clothes, fashion, the glasses, all of it, you could shop it. I did not know that. I'm very into the acting and it always blows my mind when I see really, 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 really good actors. And I'm like, how many of you are there out in the world that never get a break? Because they're like really, really good actors and singers that we've never heard of before. But you know, they've probably been in the business for forever. They've probably, you know, had odd jobs and maybe have been struggling as they've been aspiring actors. And you just don't realize how many people walk around with all of this talent, but it's so hard to make it because these are really talented people. And I only knew of one of them when I started watching the show. Yeah. And um, who, somebody famous is like a descendant of, or one of the people acting, hold on, I'm going to look that up, Shay. Yeah. It's like Google. Okay. Is it a celebrity's granddaughter? Yeah. It's something like that. Oh, well, that would be interesting. I feel like they should lead with that in the promos. Erica's Googling. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe it's Camilla. Let me see. Yes. Daisy Jones and the Six is actually Elvis Presley's granddaughter, Riley Keough, or I don't know how you say her last name. K-E-O-U-G-H. So that would be Lisa Marie's daughter. It has to be. I guess so. I don't know. It's Elvis only had one child, right? He had Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah. So it'd be her daughter. 
Does that make you like it more? I mean, she kind of looks like Lisa Marie, right? Well, Lisa Marie just died, right? Yeah. Like in February. Oh. Like, what does your Google say? Pull her back up. What does your Google say? Who's her parent? It has to be Lisa Marie Presley. The, what I well, pulled now up first doesn't such a good say... Singer. Doesn't say who her parents were. Hold Girls on. who Google. That should be the name of this. Lisa Marie <laughs> Presley. Uh, right here. Her oh, Obituary. Yeah, she just died. She died on January 12th. Yeah, Lisa Marie and Danny. That is so sad. Now I, I thought to- all the actresses, all the females were so pretty. Like the kind of pretty where they could be makeup or wear makeup and be absolutely stunning or they could roll out of bed and like look gorgeous. Like all of them were so pretty. No, they're like an amazing cast of people. And how many people are in LA right now trying to make it in the business that have the talent and could pass for a model or a singer or an actor? Like they're so, yeah. Okay, okay, one so, thing I noticed, yes, wait, oh, in sorry. episode three, uh-huh. Billy was running. I need you guys to, am I crazy? I've like, I rewound it and watched it and watched it, watched it. He's running and it looks like he has AirPods in. In those days, they didn't oh. have headphones that didn't have cords, right? I mean, even in the no. 90s, my disc man or whatever had a cord. Oh, for sure. Oh, my, I had a cord. In fact, we have a neighbor, you know her. I'll tell you her name when we get off the air. I have a neighbor who she still to this day walks with a cord. And I kind of chuckle sometimes because she's the last person I know that walks around with like a cord. cord. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I need you guys to go back and watch. It's episode three. He's like running in the neighborhood. And I don't know. I might be wrong, but it really looks like he has some sort of, you know, like a wireless headphone in. I got a lot of rabbit holes to go down when we hang up this call here in a second because I'm going to check into Lisa Marie's daughter. Now I'm like, I want to go to her Instagram. I want to take a deep dive into her, her. I got to go check out Billy on episode three. I watched it. So I'm just going to rewind it and see if I can find him running. Yeah. Watch it again and see if you notice that. Because the other show we binged was the Malaysia flight thing. So I don't want to, not that there's spoilers, but I don't want to give away spoilers. I thought it was super interesting. It's about the Malaysian plane that disappeared. Yeah. That's carrying 239 people and disappears. Is that right? Yeah, 239. It's on Netflix. It was only three episodes. I thought it was fascinating. You and I both watched it while on an airplane. It. I told Andrew, it doesn't, it didn't make, if you are a fearful flyer, just don't watch it. Because why do that to yourself? But it's <laughs> not, it, there are three different conspiracy theories behind it. So it didn't make me, like, you know, I was on an airplane watching it. It wasn't anything to do with like turbulence or weather or you know, the pilot having a heart attack or something in the plane crashing. I mean, it's it's nothing like that. It's so bizarre that it didn't even make me nervous to be on an airplane watching it, is my point. It's very much like a, more like an unsolved mystery, right? Yeah. Because Dateline, usually they give you a little bit of a conclusion or they follow it up with something. And really, it's more like we still have no idea what happened. And we'll probably never know unless they find some evidence that leads them to believe one way over the other. I think if you really like, yeah, like a Dateline or a documentary, if you're into something like that, watch it. It was a really quick, just, I was sucked in. Without saying anything about it, there were three theories about what could have happened to this plane. Which theory do you think is the more likely theory? I I think, I mean, to be honest, I didn't like any of the theories. 
I need well, they I need all something end, else. <laughs> they're all bad theories. Yeah. And, I, and when the person is presenting their theory, you're buying it because they're so passionate about it. And then the camera goes to somebody that can poke holes in that theory. So I, I'm not saying I really believe any of them because there was evidence for and against. I, le- I liked none. I need another episode <laughs> that's going <laughs> to that's gonna be a better theory. That's what I need. <laughs> Did you lean one way when you were listening? By the time it was over, I thought theory three was probably the most likely. Theory two was probably the most unlikely. And theory one didn't just didn't have as many um, points to why that would be the correct theory. They were all mm-hmm. bad. I just thought it was so interesting how they it was. did it. It was, if you're into that kind of show or even a book, like watch this because it was, yeah. it'll suck you in. I thought it was good too. Okay, one more random question. I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were chatting about, and there's nothing wrong with this. I just don't do it. Do you track tab to see where he is during the day. And they were saying they don't do it as in like they don't they don't trust their spouse. It's more if he's late, he's or he's not home when he says he's like if if they have dinner on the table and they're like how far away is he from the house? They always pull it up if they want to make sure he gets to work safely, if if he's on time to pick up the kids from school, things like it was situations like that. It wasn't like oh we think he's up to something. So naughty. they follow them. Is that what you mean? They're following yeah, or they, tracking they their husband. Yeah, they pull up their phone and they're tracking and I listen, Andrew Schull, maybe he's tracking me all day long. It would be very boring if he was. I'm sitting here at home all day. But I don't do that. Do you do that? I was like, maybe I no. should. Okay, I only recently started even have that on my phone, like the Live 360 app or whatever, because now I have it for Ebby Lee, who has the phone. So I can see like where she is. Well, I shared my... I don't know how this works. I shared my device too, so she can see me. And I mentioned a tab, which... I think it would be helpful in situations where, I mean, your situation's a little different. Tab, his office is in Dallas. So sometimes yeah. I'm like, okay, has he even left the office? Sometimes he's on a phone call and, um, you know, I'm trying to call to be like, hey, are you almost here? But he's on a call. So he's just, you know, I'm not getting through to anybody. So I do think it would be helpful for that reason. But I said to him the other day, I was like, hey, we should track each other on this app. Like it's real, it's good. And he was like, uh, I don't think so. But he didn't say it in a, I'm all these places you don't want me to be. I think he said it more from like a, you would then be like, well, I saw where you went to the blah, blah, blah. And then you went to the, you know what I mean? More like that. But the funny thing is, is I've said, Ebby Lee's asked a couple of times, like if I'm running late to pick her up or I don't know, just the other day for school, she was like, hey, who's getting us from school? And I said, me, I'm almost there. And then she screenshot where it showed me still at the house. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I see that. <laughs> she's done that twice because for two different instances, it's been like, I'm almost there. I'm on my way. And she's like, yeah, mom, you're not. Um, That's why Tab doesn't want you tracking him because Tab exactly. wants you to, he wants you to call and you say, hey, dinner's almost ready. And he's like, yeah, I'm almost home. And you see that he's actually like 30 minutes away. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I get it because I'm doing it to Ebby Lee too. They were saying on the podcast, they were like, well, one of them doesn't track anybody. And the other one like tracks everyone. And she was like, I track my mom. I track my best friend. I track my next door neighbor who's single. She was like, track everyone for their safety. You should, people shouldn't just disappear and no one knows where they are. She was like, I track so many people and they track me. I want everybody to know where I am. And I just thought, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, hopefully Andrew's tracking me. So if I disappear, Andrew's going to be able to find me. But maybe you <laughs> should track me. 
I mean, I'm here all the time. You're going to be like, she's here. Oh, she went to Market Street, the grocery store. Oh, she's back home. Like, (laughs) it's going to get boring. But I had never thought about tracking just everybody for everybody's safety. I'm like, that's actually probably a good idea. True. I think it might be boring for other people. But I do think for like your husband, your spouse, people you're trying to communicate with or it's helpful. Totally. I mean, listen, I'm gonna I I feel I have the the live 360 so I can track my kids. But I'm gonna I'm gonna let you start tracking me. That way (laughs) you're like, you know what? She's never late ever. I'm gonna see where she is. I'm gonna see what's happening. Oh, she's at Starbucks. Let's make sure she's not kidnapped. Yeah. 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 It's for our safety. It's for our safety. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, listen, Andrew, I uh, probably should track him. But here's the thing. If something, if he goes missing, he's the one I would need to find him. So, right? Like, who am I going to be like, Erica, we got to go find Andrew. I feel like he's my, he's the We're going straight to the police. That's what we're doing. If Andrew's out... We're, we're calling gonna, the police. We're going to go to Tab. <laughs> Tab's going to be like, I'm almost there. And yes, we're not going to know because... <laughs> I'm almost home and he just left the office. That's what happened. Yes. Oh, goodness. Okay, should we answer some random reader questions before we like sign off today? Let's answer a couple. Okay, ready? Here's the first one. Yes, ma'am. How often do you go out with friends as moms? I... Really, really, really like spending time with my girlfriends. It, you know, fills me up. And I know not everybody's like that, but for me, it's really beneficial to my own mental health. I like it. But probably in this stage of my life, once a month is when I'm able to. I would, I like to twice a month to see girlfriends, but it doesn't happen as often between work and kids and all those things. What about you? Yes, I would say the same. Um, Our girlfriend group oftentimes goes to dinner like twice a month. And I would say it's a good month if I make it once. Yeah. Just because lots, lots, lots of things are happening. There's a season for everything. I was just talking to my grandmother on the way home from the grocery store this morning. And, you know, I love my grandmother and she is a, a woman of a mature age. And I was saying, like, what are you doing today? And she said she was having a dinner party at her house tonight for eight Ooh. people. And I said, well, that sounds like fun. She's like, I've had a busy week. And she named all, today's Thursday. She named all the things. She's been with her girlfriends Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And now she's having a dinner party for them and their spouses. Like, so there's a season in life is my point. Like, this is not the season. My grandmother is living her best life right now, hanging with her girlfriends daily, it sounds like. So everything. I just read something about this though. And I'm 100%. That's how I feel like my kids are my mission. Like they're what Mm -hmm. I should be focused on right now. But at the same time, one of these days, my kids are all going to leave. And I don't want to turn around and be like, Oh, where are my friends? And I've ditched Mm -hmm. them for the last 10 or 15 years. So there's a fine line between like letting people know you love them and you care about them. But just in this stage, you don't have a ton of extra time. So I get that. But it sounds like your grandmother's having a blast living her best, yes. best life with her friends. Yes. And, but you know what I'll say to your point just now, these are the same friends she's had for over 50 years. So she was obviously, even when she had young kids at home, pouring Still into them pouring and them into, into them. her. Yeah. Yes. And so it probably looked a lot different back then, but they maintained those friendships and loved on each other and gave space and grace for each other. And that's why they're still hanging out today. And they're all in their late eighties and nineties. So that's awesome. And it really is awesome. All right. What's our second question? Listener question. Okay. Second question is, what are you insecure about? 
Okay, we, you and I joked about this the other day and our answers are very different. <laughs> I know, go ahead and say it so that I don't sound shallow if I start. Well, do you want you to change your answer? <laughs> no, I'm still saying it because it's the truth. But I sound less shallow if I say, oh, I feel that way too. And then I also have some issues with my chin. Well, I said one that I have tried really hard in insecurity to overcome is I... And the example you and I were talking about is there are two different groups of women, like friends of ours in our community. And we love all of these ladies and both different groups are really involved in tennis. And I've, you know, been asked like, you should play, you should meet us for tennis. And I know that they go and they have like so much fun playing tennis and then they go have lunch. And it's just sounds like an amazing time. And both of these different groups talk about it. Sounds great. But I just can't do that during the day. I have to really pick and choose. If I take an hour or two hours, or sometimes it sounds like they take three or four hours out of my day to do something like that with my friends, that means I have to work one, two, three, four hours at night because I can't, you know, neglect my responsibilities at work. Well, then that takes away from my family time. And I don't want to do that either. So I have to be okay with everybody else having fun while I'm at work because this is what I'm called to do right now. And I can't have FOMO. Oh, I wish I were out on this beautiful day playing tennis and having lunch. And sometimes I get to do fun things, but that that's not something I regularly get to do. And, and there are blessings to what I get to do is having a job that I love. And so anyway, it's, it's a, as you can tell, as I stutter on about it, it's like an insecurity I have, I have to overcome that the FOMO of not doing all the things. It's not where I am in life right now. Yeah. So then I'm going to say, oh, (laughs) I too feel that way, which I do, but I'm like being funny. I'm taking a funnier approach to this question because the truth is I don't want to talk about my real big insecurities. So I'm mentioning my chin. And I was like, (laughs) we like skirted over these questions last week. And I was like, oh, I would say my chin. And then she went into this like long explanation of how she was insecure about this. And I was like, Oh, well, I feel the same way. But in this moment, I'm just going to talk about like, my chin that's falling. So anyway, your chin is not falling. It's comical that you (laughs) think your chin, we've said on this podcast before, you are so in tune with your body, which is great. Because I would imagine if something were to go, you could, there's there's a mole, or if there's something that a doctor needs to pay attention to on you, you're going to discover it years before me. You're very in tune. Let's hope so. Very in tune. Yes, your chin is your insecurity. Me having work, working mom FOMO and not as much free time on my calendar as mine. Yeah, well, it's it's more the fact that, you know, these other women are making good friendships and like building relationships. And we we're missing out on that just because we have other things to do. That's the that's the tough part for sure. Yes, it is. And I have to remind myself, that I love what I do. And so never regret doing something that you love. But then I'm also I have relationships with people I work with that I wouldn't have these wonderful relationships with these women that I get to, to, to work with each and every day. And that's the trade off. And that's a great trade off. Yeah. Yes. And we're going to work on your chin. Maybe yeah. there's and some sort too. of like, we need to Oh, you I still have the chin thing. Let's let's wear it and talk about it next time. The chin you know mask. Yes. Did you wear yours? Of course, I wear them all the time. Oh, I have it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to wear mine tonight. Okay, okay perfect. We'll report back. Um, you know, listen, guys, thanks for listening to the Bestie Breakdown. Uh, season four, episode one. Maybe you'll hear us in two days and we'll talk about, or three days. Who knows when you'll hear us again? You need to be paying attention. And I'm going to wear this chin mask thing and we'll talk about it. I'll take a picture of myself in it. 
Yes. I hope you guys liked this uh, format, this idea of us just chatting like we would if we were calling each other or on a walk, catching up on our lives. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about season four. Listen, if you didn't like it, here's the great news. There is like a 99% chance that we'll have technical issues and you'll never hear this episode anyway. So <laughs> that's true. You, there, there will never be another one that's similar. That's, that's the truth. <laughs> so you'll never hear it. It won't be a problem. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. The Bestie Breakdown is brought to you by Erica Slaughter and Shay Scholl. It's executive produced by John Reinhardt at Free Dream Studio. And our associate producer is Jane Lemoyne. We love emails. Reach out to us at thebestiebreakdown at gmail.com. I just want to celebrate.